we've been together for a million years. And I bet we'll be together for a million more. Oh, it's like I shot in reading on the night we kissed. And I can't remember what I ever did before. What would we do, baby, with our love? What would we do, baby, with our and there ain't no nothing we can love each other Ooh, What do we do, baby, without us? Sha-la-la. Yay! Stay tuned for more Little Bit Unirma of the Wings Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Little Bit Unirma of the Wings Podcast. So we have a lot to talk about and I'm so happy. I've been all over the place in every way in our country and I'm excited and happy, calm, humble, confident, trustworthy and I just want to embrace Enjoy, savor, honor, love these moments. Really just take it in, you know? And I have hours and hours and hours of my podcast content. And I'm going to go ahead and set aside my Filipino pride. I have learned with science and making a baby, I had to set my backpack aside <laughs> and my pride. <laughs> you know how hard it is to set aside both the backpack and the pride and be like, yes, doctor, go ahead and put your instruments in my vag. Go for it. Just put that catheter all up in there. Just oh, dig it good. You know, and then my husband wasn't even in the room. You know, and I just feel like, uh, you know, it's been such a journey and I have been absolutely processing everything and I'm a woman, right? So, and I'm here. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think about it from every perspective and angle. From a woman's perspective, from a man's perspective, from a human perspective, from an alien perspective, because I absolutely feel alien because when I would, like, talk about it, People like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, like, I found that my population of people that have experienced it kept filtering and filtering and filtering and filtering and just winding down to the wire. And through the wire, I was like, gosh, you know, it's like I'm on this bus. And I I illustrate this in other writings I've written. And... Other writings I've written is illustrating the fact that I feel like I've been on this journey where everyone was on the bus, everyone. I mean, there's people that didn't even get on it, okay? But there's people that were on the bus and sometimes they got off, you know, and I used to take the bus all the time as a kid because I didn't get my license till I was 16, like a American young child 
going through puberty would go through. And when I took the bus, I really learned the system. And it is a very effective system because, you know, so for example, if you take a bus and you get off one stop, you have to go to another one to then transfer. So I remember I'd have to take like three buses, two buses, one bus to get to my grandparents' house off Delridge Way. And sometimes I'd take the bus to go all the way out in Tacoma. And I, back in the day, they called it Tacoma Roma. And I remember the Tacoma Dome because that's where I would see my beloved group. Yes, absolutely. shout out to New Platform Entertainment and I want to give a shout out to other artists that I've been working with. Kurt Gruwan, he's been helping out with my music and my commercials for the podcast. Thank you so much. And I want to give a shout out to Rose at Bombshell. She did my hair and I just absolutely love it because you know, I'm really particular about certain things, but that's because, like, if I'm going to give my A1, then I want to... But, like, she rose to the... Oh, she rose to the challenge! Ah, I love it! I love it! Rose, she rose up. Rose up. I love that. Hey, she's from uh, Northern Cali as well, uh, also. Yeah. I love her. It was cool because, like, while we were talking, she was telling me about the fact that her and her husband went to concert and I don't remember where. I feel like it might be the new casino, but like she was saying how like her and her husband went to the concert, right? And it was Journey. And me, I'm, I grew up in the 80s. I know all the 80s songs, come on. Um, but yeah, I grew up in a time when, you know, everything just was like, man, just, mm. If it stayed like that, it'd be dope, <laughs> you know, like, but, um, I preserve that sentiment, you know? And so Rose was like, yeah, my husband and I went to, what is it? Journey's concert. My brain absolutely loves Steve Perry. In fact, in my previous episode, I did like a, uh, I did my Steve Perry bit. So, cause I love Foolish Heart. A lot of people will back me on my musical selection cause I have the range. Okay. I do, I do. I told you guys, I am the little bit human jukebox. So what that means is I love all genres, all decades, all right? I can rap, I can get down with some tunes. I love me some Elvis, cause my father Bobby D is Elvis. Presley, shout out to my father. I went to Elvis's house, you guys, I did. I went to Elvis's house and I saw his ranch. I saw where, you know, Elvis, like, played his piano. And I saw his own version of, I think it's called, like, the Green Jungle Room. Because it looks like, it reminds me of a jungle. But I went to Elvis's house. And it was dope. It was awesome. We are bonded. I, like, you know when you don't see somebody. Like, okay, I learned something. I, here we go. <clears throat> so, a long time ago, I learned that there's like a bonding component 
So like with dogs, dogs remember. Like say you haven't seen a dog for like a good minute, uh, that dog's gonna remember you, for real. Like, okay, like years could go by, that dog's gonna remember. Like I've had that experience because my, my brother friend, he has these, he had these three dogs. To me, they're always alive in my heart. That's just how I, I, I like always feel like they meant something to me and I'm not gonna be like, you know, like I just feel like I celebrate both the living and the ones that went to heaven, you know? So I celebrate everybody. So <clears throat> where I'm going with this is I just felt kind of like when they're, you know, like when, people pass like I feel like they're still kind of part of you because they taught you something you know and so with oh my gosh I'm so funny you guys because like I have like so much going on right now that I have to write stuff down because I'm like did, did I forget to do that Oh my gosh, that's funny. But these are all truly happening, so I'm so ha happy. Like, trust me, Lindsay, back me up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I've worked in um, document. Well, yes, I did. I was like, work. I worked so many jobs, you guys. Trust me. Like, you can. Like, I worked so many jobs, and my main job is just being myself. But like, I've worked the whole nine because I really believe in hard work because my parents came from the Philippines where when they came over to the States, they were like, you're working. And they, you know, when I was, a, I started working for my parents way back in the day where, you know, I just kind of felt like, <clears throat> as I was like growing up and stuff, like I felt like I just always wanted to preserve that. So I always would work, 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 you know? And then like, when I do a lot of different things, it just makes the most sense to me, you know? Like, I don't know, I just, I feel like, I don't know if anyone can feel me on this, but like, I always push myself because I don't want that voice to be like, you're not doing enough, or I don't know. Like, I think that a lot of times when like people like grow up and stuff, people send very interesting messages, you know? And they could be messages where it's uplifting. There could be messages of like, you know, critical thinking and critical comments, or it could be like encouraging, or it could be like they're only thinking of it from their point of view. So it's like, well, how am I gonna give you the license of like trying to determine my destiny? If you don't even know me just from like pictures, like I don't know you, you don't like, you don't know my soul. You don't know that I, you know, was baptized at two months old. You don't know that I won a bunch of spelling bees when I was a kid. You know, like, you don't know what my favorite movies are. You know what I mean? You don't know. You don't know me. And so, like, if you don't know me, how you gonna tell me? You know, true. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm saying, like, I documented everything about my experiences because, like, it was just so unreal, you know, and it's just so unbelievable. And I don't know, for me, it's a big deal because like, I've never had these experiences before. Shoot, you tell me I've never had it. Like I haven't, I haven't, but it was like a whole new thing for me. Like the conversations I was having, I was like, wow. So, <clears throat> oh my gosh, things are going really good. Mm. I can't please the whole world, but I can please myself and have the world watch. That's what I came up with.
I, Lance, I was telling them about, um, so do you remember meeting Maxwell? I still think about them. Do you still think about your dogs? Like the dogs that you once had? Do you? So do you think about China? Do you think about Gizmo, Mickey, and Gabby? You know Minnie's my first dog. I've never had a dog. Wouldn't it? Oh, you do? Yeah, I was just telling them that I, I sometimes still think about Milo. And then Kira's Maxwell's sister. They were twins, right? So, like, Kira and Maxwell bonded. And I was bonded with them. I was telling them how, like, people don't forget you if you've seen them after how many years and they're like oh my god it's like it just feels like clockwork so like i felt like whenever i didn't see maxwell and kira i'd like i'd think oh do they remember me you know and you know it might have been a couple months or maybe like a year remember the last time we saw him like september what 20 something i we saw him right and i was like he remembered me though but that was so beautiful because I've literally met this guy, Maxwell, since he was a baby, up until that moment you saw him. And you remember? And so, like, I feel kind of, like, connected in that way where even when people, like, I don't know. Is it weird that I still kind of miss them, though? Okay. I mean, he's like, I remember Maxwell. Do you? They met when she was a baby. Literally, I went there for like, I think it was like a Christmas party and I brought Minnie over. Oh my gosh, everything's all connected because I remember I got this little crate, my friend. Oh, she became my friend, right? I think I met her on Craigslist because I was looking for a cute little crate. I actually kept it, but it's like a pink crate. And she was like, Minnie was a baby. And she became my friend. It's called Nielsen's Frozen Custard. Nielsen's, hold on, let me get this right. Sorry, it's Saturday morning. I was right, I was right, I was right. See, that's the thing about me, y'all, is I make sure that I'm accurate because I don't like to not be accurate. And shoot, because if I'm not, I'll be like, damn. <laughs> I'm just human. I like to make sure I'm, you know, speaking my truth in my heart. I have this thing where, like, with my friendships and stuff, like, we don't talk all the time, but when we do, we catch up right where we left off kind of thing. Because life's crazy, you know? Like, my friends would understand if I had, like, fertility meds, and I'd be like, yo, I gotta go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I love my friends. Shout out to my friends. Shout out to Amy. I love my friend Amy. In fact, I sing certain songs and I think of my friends. You know what I mean? Like, I have a song dedicated to all my friends. Like, if you've ever been my friend, there is a song for you by me, Yenerma Deep, in the place to be. So, like, let me think. Uh, yeah, I just feel like it's been amazing this whole path and journey because it's absolutely serendipitous and you got me, like I was trying to be scientific with my approach and methodical and methodological. But it's not even like that because like, I just feel like it's all over the place. Like 
one minute I'm hosting award shows and freaking fashion shows. You know? Hey, you know, like, in that movie, 21 Jam Street, and how, like, they had the anticlimactic effect, and they'd be like, hey! Like, wait, what? 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 No. I swear, I swear. I just got, I don't, and then it never blew up, but then they were like, what? Like, that's kind of a moment, like, I just kind of felt like, sometimes I'm like, like, I could technically explode, but then I implode instead. I'm just like, I don't have, it's kind of like an inverted fart or something. I'm like, like, did this happen in an Or not. Or not. Or not. Or not. There's people out there that need to talk about it. And as a psychologist who loves psychology, who has studied abroad in Europe and in America and, you know, founding father shout out to Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung and Adler I love all these different psychologists because they absolutely contributed to the holistic aspects of what that means and here I am contributing in my ways based on all the principles and the roots of such so I just feel like it's important to have further dialogue and as a person who loves the arts and loves science and I love being able to have further discussion because that's actually part of part of the scientific journey is finding the discussion finding the conclusion and having the discussion you know having an opportunity to discuss what was strong about the findings and what could be further discussed for further findings you know for further research and that's what we do you know we take the time to understand how this could impact so I've taken the time to share my holistic, my collective, and my individualistic as well as my own voice, you know, and culturally as well. You know, a lot of times people don't talk about stuff. Can you imagine growing up where, you know, you just feel like there are certain things you can't talk about, but then you can talk about, it, right? I mean, I grew up Catholic, right? So <clears throat> a lot of my upbringing was go to church on Sunday, go to school every day, win those spelling bees, go to those Girl Scout meetings, go to the practice, go to the cheerleading, hang out with my friends, do my schoolwork, what college am I going to, what high school am I going to, what grad school am I doing, what am I going to do with my life, what's going on here, what kind of car am I driving, what insurance is this, oh my gosh, oh, school, So I'm like, wow, that's just a lot of different thoughts of like, wow. And, you know, when I think about like children and stuff, I'm like, I mean, like I've always been really nurturing. Like, look, I grew up with a big old family, huge, big family, huge. I mean, okay, so taking it back all the way back. So my mom and my dad, my father moved to America on October 26th. 1968 so that's two days after my birthday well this is before I was alive and it was in the year 1968 and he has a handsome beautiful picture of him going on his plane and you know he didn't know anyone coming to America and he just was like I'm coming here and you know I he's my father has so much heart I love I love my father and I speak fondly about my father every time and every chance I get and so <clears throat> My father moved over to America and he has like really amazing life experiences and my mother too. My mother does also. And I feel like my my parents are very 
humble and hardworking, dedicated, loving, generous, very generous. Like my father was always generous with his time, his efforts, you know, making sure to help people because like he came from nothing as did my mother. So like they both know the feeling of wanting to build, right? So <clears throat> I always pushed me and I remember feeling like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, but I, I recognized and realized that that was shaping me because that taught me to never quit, you know, and I was very persistent, you know, and sometimes people might find that persistence to be uh, various types of, you know, but it's just the truth is, is that when I want to be able to fulfill or achieve something and it's in my heart and if my heart's in it, how can I quit? You know, how can I, I I'm not a quitter, you know, because quitters never win and winners never quit. So I kept going, you know, and I recognized and I realized that sometimes it's not about giving up, but rather it's about taking a break. But that doesn't mean you gave up. It just means it's rebuilding. I think that's why they have football seasons. They have a time to rebuild, you know, like a, a, a time to like heal, a time to reflect, a time to recharge, a time to, you know, that's why they have off seasons. So... For me, I'm having my off season where I'm allowed to just recharge, rebuild, regather, regurgitate, re reflect, re await, like all the things that I'm able to do on my own for my own time. So I was like, okay, this is great because I'm gonna do everything and follow God and trust God and go with my heart and if my heart's into it I can't go wrong because you know I'm going all in and I'm putting my heart into it and I put my soul into it and I put my mind into it can't go wrong with none of that there's no such thing as failing when you try you know so I just kept going you know and I was so happy because like I am on a path right and it's happening it's happening right okay I've, I've witnesses now well no I've always had witnesses but these are like good witnesses because they're the ones that'll show up. Be like, oh, that did happen. I, I, I saw it for myself. Like, okay, I have video footage. But like, okay, check this out. Remember when the, the embryos, when they went up the... I have lost weight because I don't go to buffets anymore, okay? My husband would take me to buffets. Like, even the audacity he would take me when we got engaged because I'm driving. <laughs> but like... <laughs> babe you got me <laughs> we were gonna go to a buffet and what happened was is my husband was like he got me good because I didn't even know who's gonna propose to me that day I was thinking we're just gonna eat buffet like you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. but it's the audacity because why because I think there's a correlation between me going to buffets every weekend and losing weight because I was a lot I don't know, I, you guys may or may not believe me, but I was really heavy set at one point. Like, really. Like, and I have no problems with that, no issue, because I never even realized it. No, no doubt, no joke. Like, my husband loved me just the way I was, because I was pretty, like, big, where I'm, I was a lot bigger, right? And I, I, I don't mind it, because I don't care, but my point is that the only time I ever really cared is when I got feedback was like you know and then I was like what and then I don't know it was just like kind of harsh because it'd be like 
are you pregnant? And I'm like, no, I'm just big. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, we were having this. And then I got really like, like I was telling my, I, I was like, I don't know how or what. But then I was like, I don't know. I just like, I'm going to do something about it. And then I lost weight for my wedding. Our wedding day was beautiful and everything. And I lost weight for our wedding day and our matrimony. And I got pregnant like a couple months after we got married. So that was a blessing because the first time we tried, I got pregnant the first time we tried. And then, you know, the miscarriage happened and then. I, you know, all of that was an actual legit journey. I have all the documentation. And like, when I went through my IVF, I still kind of like have flashbacks of everything. And then what's interesting is I won't just have flashbacks of my IVF, but I'll have flashbacks of everything else. And it's crazy because like, I didn't ask for that, but it just happens involuntary, like a sneeze and a fart and a that too. And I'm just like, oh wow like I have to be able to like discipline myself so like I can cope with these flashbacks that are legitimately happening and I'm like why are they happening (laughs) I want to trust in my process and my path and my art you know and my 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 art my science my my heart the people who love me absolutely adore me and love me and respect me and honor me and they they want me to grow in every way that is available possible meaningful and all that and I'm growing in so many ways logically I feel like nowadays it's more accepted to have the conversations which is a good thing but I wish we all did that back then because then maybe there'd be moments where we could feel like you know we could have those actual like bonded moments you know because like I think about certain people and I'm like yeah I've lived every type of moment with that person (laughs) you know what I mean yeah that person knows me I know that person (laughs) like I've seen that person and they've seen me you know but like I just feel like I feel like I am living my life where I push forward you know and I do a lot of things that like heal me and like I do my acupuncture and I do things that kind of give me the release, like I hip hop dance and I do my kickboxing and <clears throat> I write a lot and I'm like I spoke to my friend, he's an author, he lived in Vegas in Indiana, his name is Jerry Coatfield, Coatfelt, I was going to say Coatfield because I was thinking of like Coca-Cola cans across the field, go figure, but like he's my friend where we connected in terms of the writing aspect because he I supported him and his art and I bought one of his books and he's gonna buy my book right so therefore it's like that nice gesture of like universal what goes around boomerangs to come around so I feel like a lot of things are coming around tenfold in my life beautifully Happy birthday to a little bit Yanerma of the Wings Podcast. So we have a lot to celebrate. We have a one-year birthday with little bit Yanerma of the Wings Podcast. And we also are celebrating 
my Ninang's birthday. Ninang, Lin, I love you so much. I can't wait to see you, Lance and I both. And the awesome, wonderful, beautiful, cute, sweet, adorable thing is that Ninang, Lin, and I have a beautiful connection. There's a backstory to this that I am very happy and grateful to share. So I definitely want to share what my Ninang Lin means to me. So there's certain topics that I've saved to talk about solely because various reasons. One is I might get emotional. So maybe I'm just like, I, you know, when I think about that person or talk about that person, I might cry or so. So, no, so there's that. And then there's, uh, you know, when I wrote about them, it was like really spiritual for me. With writing something and sharing it the old fashioned way, that to me is more meaningful. So I woke up and my husband and I, uh, you know, we both have the day off where we have a busy week and it's just been really busy in general. And she sends me this video from 1980 and apparently we had like those um, home videos that my parents still have. And I'm so thankful because there's things that my family kept and they kept it sacred and they gave it to me and I really value and I really treasure it and I'm really grateful that they, you know, really sealed it and protected it because that's what I like to do if I have something meaningful, I like to protect it as well. So it's this video where I'm like a little girl in, in 1980 and I'm singing a song. And like I told you, this is not fiction, but this is for real. I sang very adult songs as a little girl. <laughs> so this song I'm singing at four years old is called Torn Between Two Lovers. <laughs> Oh my gosh, ladies and gentlemen, oh. but first I want you guys to hear me laugh, okay, as a little girl. I actually have a version of me as a little girl laughing. I was like, what? Oh, is this for me? Thank you. Can I have a fork, please? Be so nice. Be so sweet. Okay. Thank you, appreciate it. I'm telling them about the video that I just watched. Okay, so what are we eating? We're eating omelet and it's egg white because I like to eat egg white and I like it on wheat bread. Hmm, it has a nice flavor to it. Oh, it has cheese in it, but it's the good cheese. Mm, it's a good sandwich. My husband makes me snacks and lunch and sandwiches, and like he makes me like nice dinners. 
I like to cook, but my husband likes to do a lot of cooking. That's his, like, expression, you know, is, like, cooking, you know. So he'll, like, cook for me and always, like, makes dinner and everything. And he does the dishes and the laundry and cleans the toilet and cleans the air vents. There's logic in all of that, actually, so. And then I vacuum, Um, but I don't just vacuum. I have a technique with my vacuum. Like I have top down bottom technique and then I must vacuum a certain way because you know, I've had so many vacuums throughout my whole life and it's just so soothing to me to vacuum. So I love vacuuming. He likes, he loves doing all the chores because like I'll offer to do it and he's like, no, no, I, I want, I want to do all these things because it makes him feel like when he was growing up where he always like would see that with his dad and him and they always would do like, you know, active, like that's what he describes as he loves, you know, taking out the trash, he loves like So I really believe and I strongly encourage that a lot of these behaviors are in fact derived from when we're children and he loves doing that. Like, I don't have to ask him. Like, I'll just be like, you know, what's for dinner? He's like, well, we could either do this or that. And then I'm always like, but he always asks me first, like, do you want, do you feel like eating this? I'm like, yeah, that sounds good, you know? Isn't that interesting? Like, because, like, I offer to do everything, right? I'd be like, well, you know, you want me to do the dishes? You know, he'll be like, no, no, no. He's like, I I don't want you to mess up any of your beautiful, you know, like your manicure and stuff. And then he's just like, I love your hands. And, but I'd be like, and then, like, I'll do it, right? Where I'll, like, just voluntarily without asking because you know I'm just like I want to you know and then he'll always be like super proud of me because there's a certain way to like load the dishwasher and apparently like there's a wrong way and there's a good way right so apparently I've been doing it right where but I'm like it's not that difficult like all you gotta do is make sure like the Tupperware doesn't stick up and obstruct the water from coming in or not that difficult you know and when it comes to cleaning the toilet, he has a technique with doing it. I'll share it with you guys one day, but he loves cleaning the toilet because like he he has like his technique and then he likes to know that, you know, it's done, you know, and then it's good, you know. And then let's see what else. Um so the cooking, the dishes. As, as of right now, yeah, the laundry. Um, oh, and then the shampooing. He likes doing the shampooing of, like, furniture and carpet and stuff. That's pretty much, uh, like, very hands-on. <laughs> I still laugh like that. I'm telling them to sing. Look at us.
Oh, here it is. Here's the, here's the part. But you Nerma of the Wings Podcast. Yay! Everybody! Got the commercial about like Bologna or something <laughs> like that. I had to get the most intense commercial. Before my. Alright, here we go. Alright. Ladies and gentlemen, Torn Between Two Lovers by Mary McGregor and Little... A lot of beautiful things came out in 1976. And I sang the song in 1980. And I have video footage because my Ninong sent it. She was like, Nerms, look what I... You know, she was just like, so adorable and... It's adorable and sweet, and it's my Ninang's birthday, and I just wanted to say I love you, and I really appreciate the video. And it's so heartwarming because I'm singing with my family, and I'm singing a song, and it just brings me back. And the song is so mature, though. (laughs) 
It's like grown-up lyrics. I always know these grown-up songs as a little girl. It couldn't just be Itsy Bitsy Spider. It had to be Torn Between Two Lovers. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, a song that I sang in 1980. And I sing it today in the year 2022. Here we go with Mary McGregor and Little Bit Yamama with Torn Between Two Lovers. Torn between two poopoos, feeling like a fool. Loving both of you is breaking all the rules. Torn between two lovers, feeling like a fool. Loving you both is breaking all the rules. Couldn't blame you if you turned and walked away. With everything I feel inside, I'm asking you to stay. Torn between two lovers, feeling like a fool. Loving both of you is breaking all the rules. Torn between two lovers, feeling like a fool. Loving you both is breaking all the rules. Ubu sit. Good dog. Rough. Stay tuned for more little bit Yenerma of the Wings podcast. Mm-hmm.